0: This is what you say in English. Every week, you will listen to Frank's professional advice on speaking for exam preparation or for your personal development. You will get valuable advice on how to use grammar, vocabulary, discourse, and pronunciation. This is season two, episode 29. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What You Say in English, the podcast in which I listen to you and give you my professional feedback. And we are beginning Easter here in Spain. I know it's this is a very strange thing about Spain, and this is my personal observation. Generally speaking, I wouldn't say that people like the people that I've been able to meet and, you know, the friends that I've made here... I wouldn't say that they're exactly religious, but they love their traditions. I think it's part of their culture. Like they really observe a lot of the religious holidays. For example, this time we are actually beginning Easter, the the spring break. I mean, as as you know what it's called in the United States. And, and in this case, for example, we have, and you'll hear a lot of people telling you that they're going to go to the religious processions, and and that's part of the the spirit, but if you ask them generally if they consider themselves to be believers or religious, I would say that many of them would tell you that they're not particularly religious. You, You would not find a lot of people going to the church, but this week has something special that it makes them, in general, be part of, of the whole host of celebrations or processions that they have here in the city. And, of course, the rest of the country. I would say that the southern part of Spain is a lot more religious than the, at least the people in Madrid. And you would hear cases of, for example, Antonio Banderas coming to Spain every year to his hometown of Malaga To be part of the processions and that's you know that's part of of the culture here and i i think that's lovely i think it's wonderful that people enjoy their time and and they enjoy their uh, week off i mean i would say that for most of people working in education because people would still be working on monday tuesday wednesday then the good thursday and the good friday they would not work i mean in general i would say so Basically we're talking about that today and I have two of my students. I mean, these, these two young people are my students. They're fantastic. They're very talkative. Sometimes they talk too much in class and I have to to tell them, Hey, keep it down. But they're very bubbly. They're incredible. They have an incredible personality, very contagious. And I'm super happy to have them today. Their names are Oscar and Sarah and listen. This is the best part. They are studying to get the B2 for schools and they do have a very good level in spoken English and yeah, I mean, I've told them and you will hear for yourself, you'll see what they can do. It was a very short conversation we had and I'm going to be stopping and I'm going to be offering my comments and how they do, how they answer the questions. Okay. So, thank you very much for joining me today. Let's get started. So, welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. What about you, Oscar? I'm
2: fine, years in the studio of
0: Good, thank you. Um, so. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your plans for Easter. Do you have any plans for Easter?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to my village and I'm going to meet with my friends and with family and yeah.
0: Sarah mentioned something which is very interesting in, in my opinion, because when I first arrived here in Spain, I noticed that a lot of people, whenever you ask them, like if they had a free weekend, a weekend off or sometime off, and they would just get away from the city. People would tell you that they go, I I will go to my village or I will, I will go to the village. And to me, it was a little bit uh, confusing because I I couldn't understand exactly what they were, what, what they were talking about. And this is the thing, I mean, in Spain, it's very common to, uh, to talk about one's families home hometown. And for example, whenever the parents come from a village or whenever they come from a a different place, they would refer to that place as my village, or I'm going to the village. So, so you can get into context because Oscar uses the same thing. If you don't have a village, it's because you were born in the city or you are part of the city. So it, it means that you, your parents are not from another place in, in, in Spain. So let's continue. That's wonderful. What about you?
2: I I think I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go to the village, but first and the next week I'm gonna go with friends to the amusement park, and then go to the village to the religions, uh, traditions.
0: Good, thank you. In Oscar's case, I think that the most salient feature is how fluent he is. I think he doesn't have any noticeable problem when it comes to giving an answer and extending on that answer, of course, the more common problems that he's got is in terms of vocabulary and a little bit of pronunciation. Take a listen to what he said here.
2: I'm going to go with friends to the amusement park and then go to the village to the religions, eh, traditions.
0: So he basically said, I'm going to go, which is wonderful because he's making a reduction. In pronunciation, he's not saying I'm going to go. He said, I'm going to go. Fantastic. And and the first part was fine when he said, I'm going to go with friends to the amusement park. But then the second part was a little uh, problematic because he said, then go to the village to the religions traditions. I think he meant I'm going to the village to enjoy the religious traditions. And I think he was missing. Uh, a word here, I, he was missing an element. I'm going to go to the village to enjoy it. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just adding an extra word, but in terms of fluency, fantastic. I think Oscar has an incredible level of fluency for B2 level and he can express himself quite, quite well, I think. And he also doubted. So in, in that part, I think he stopped a little bit because he didn't know exactly what to say, and this is, this is the thing about learning how to speak another language, your brain has to look for an answer, has to look for a word very quickly, and that's part of the control and that's part of the automaticity. When we talk about automaticity, we talk about how quick your brain is trained to find vocabulary. The more practice you have, the more automatic will be your language production. So when you get to a level in which you literally, you don't have to think about what you're, you're going to say. So your brain is like trained for that. Okay. So let's continue. That is wonderful. Can you tell me a little bit more about those religious uh, celebrations?
2: Yes, of course, uh, the, that tradition consists in, in of processions or, um, in all the village to celebrate that a uh, Christ high has resurrected for all of us.
0: So in this case, the extension of the answer is good. He extended really well, but he made a mistake with consists because the preposition that we use is of, it consists of, and then when he said Christ, he said Christ and it's not Christ is Christ. And I, I think he was finding the right words to say, and I think he was halfway successful because he, what he said was understandable, but He doubted, he hesitated because I think he was looking for the words. His brain was trying to react to the, to the question and give the right answer. But it it wasn't that successful, especially by the end. And this is when you notice, for example, that a person is trying to find, to give an answer, but they hesitate because they don't have the vocabulary to do so. In a way, I think it was successful, but of course there are tiny little things that, of course, the pronunciation of Christ and. The use of the proposition consists of that, you know, of course tells me that he's st- still, he's in the B2. I would say the threshold between the B2 and the C1. Okay. So let's continue. Well, that's wonderful. And do you do the same, Sarah?
1: Well, um, when I go to the village, what we are now celebrating is a procession that is around all the village and you just go around, um, the region.
0: Yeah. Well, for everybody who's listening, the thing is that in Spain, we have this whole week. A lot of people call it Easter or Holy Week. You can also call it Holy Week, but normally internationally, we call it Easter. In in the United States, we, we don't celebrate religiously, we don't celebrate Easter, but we have a spring break. And in school, at university, for example, we call it spring break because it's in the spring, it's basically the beginning of spring, and it's a whole week of holidays. So it's pretty much the same thing. And you know that children usually have the tradition of the egg hunt. Yeah. Have you ever done it?
1: Uh, in Spain, I just have done it once with my uh, big cousins. Um, but it was just for jokes, but in Spain, we don't really do it.
0: No, we don't. I mean, I haven't seen people doing it. In okay. Sarah's case, you can see, or you can hear, obviously, That she's got great fluency, and I have I know that, for example, in her case, she lived some time in the UK, and I think spending that time there gave her the the chance to improve not only in pronunciation, but also in intonation. And whenever she talks to me in class, she also uses the very typical British intonation whenever she says something, and I think that's great. That's fantastic. I mean, you can tell, for example, that she's had this level of exposure in the language and that's great. That's fantastic. And she used really good vocabulary. I would, you would say, for example, that she said when she talked about the egg hunt tradition in Spain, she said she has done it only once with her big cousins. And you know, that's a, that's the right way to refer to your cousins when, when they're older than you. Okay. So let's continue. Did you know any other celebrations or things that people do in started?
2: Well, in my village, I think in others too, they do one thing that it's called romeria That Every- uh, all the village uh, put together in a um, in a big place or in the in the forest or in mm-hmm. the and they they eat food, but not food. Um, um, Industrial food, okay. they cook it there and they do it they were in the, in the past.
0: I think this was a very nice opportunity to really see to what extent Oscar can explain something. And this is a very good trick. If you want to do it yourself, when you try to explain something, especially how something works in this case, he was talking about the Romeria, which is a special celebration. And it's a festivity, by the way. And the way you explain something, your brain will be busy trying to remember and put all the events together. And that is a great moment in which you can see how much control a person has on language. And in his case, you can feel that he lost control in a few places. For example, he said that all the village put together in a big place. And in this case, for example, he should have said, get together. In a big area, well, big place. But we don't usually say big place, we say big area. When we talk about the physical space. Or in the forest, he said in the forest. To eat food, not industrial food. Okay. So in a way he explained what the romeria is about, but he lacked a little bit of control. He did it well, and he made himself understood. But this is a very nice way you to really find out if a person has the right level to explain something, which in principle might not be so complicated. Okay. So let's continue. And have you done anything similar to that, Sarah?
1: Um, my family and I don't really do any traditions. We just, uh, go to my village children and spend time with family.
0: So. Yeah, because in my case, for example, whenever we had Easter break, like spring break, I basically just didn't do anything. I mean, of course, you get together with friends and you travel and you do crazy things, especially when you're at the university. Oh, people go crazy with the spring break. Trust me. And what about last week? I mean, have you done anything interesting?
1: Um, In my year, uh, we haven't done anything interesting because it was the last week and everyone was really tired. And well, uh, we had the, the, uh, the reprobations of the exams. But I didn't have to go to any of them, so I was just with the phone.
0: Oh, well, that was good,
1: right? Yeah, well, boring because you still have to wake up at half past at eight and go to school and that, yeah, wasn't that bad.
0: This whole interaction with Sarah was really, really good. I could probably pick up a few things in which she had a little bit of a problem, but honestly, The fluency, the way she organized her ideas and and the way she expressed, for example, her emotions and used intonation to express her emotions. I think this is a fantastic answer. And this is one of the moments in which I think that Sarah, in terms of speaking, Sarah can handle even at advanced level, everyday English. And of course she didn't have to explain anything very complicated in class, for example, and this is not, you know, as part of this conversation that we had, In class, I sometimes notice that there are areas in which Sarah needs a little bit of more help, but when it comes to uh, familiar vocabulary, when it comes to everyday English, everyday conversation, Sarah can handle it perfectly and no problem here. You could listen to this again and, and notice how well and how perfectly she joined ideas and how how she expressed, for example, that she was bored and, and then she was doing the recuperation exams and fantastic. I think, I think that, and this is what, what makes me think that Sarah, the, the speaking abilities that she has are really, really good. Of course, she still needs to improve on her control of the grammar and sometimes vocabulary is a little bit awkward, but and but yes, definitely. She has a very good control of fluency and pronunciation. Well done, Sarah, let's continue. Okay, okay. that's wonderful. What about you, Oscar?
2: Well, uh, my week was a bit different uh, because I I have a lot of exams and my class didn't want to do it one day and they want to change to the day, but the teacher uh, didn't want. And well, we... Uh, we do it and okay. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Do you like taking exams?
2: Uh, yes or no, depends on the subject.
0: Okay. What is your favorite subject?
2: I think, uh, or history or economics.
0: Wow. I didn't see you as a, as a person that likes economics. Wow. And what is, what is so special about economics that you like?
2: Well, uh. Um... It shows you what to do in the future, how to um, move in, in the world and where it's cool.
0: This whole interaction with Oscar was really good. Of course I needed to ask more questions, more follow up questions. He didn't want to extend. Maybe it was, I don't know. I, I think it was probably a personal thing, but I think that whenever you get asked a question, you have to develop the answer, especially for exams, of course we have A lot of opportunities in class, so I can have a better idea of his, the way he uses English, of course. But remember that in the exam, you don't have a lot of time. It's barely, it's a few minutes It's 14 minutes. And in that time, you only get to speak for about seven or six minutes in total. So you have to make the most out of it and you have to show the examiner that you can extend the answers, of course. This was a casual conversation we had in class. They wanted to get my feedback on, and of course they wanted to listen to themselves in the podcast, but, um, I I needed to dig in a little more. So that's why I asked him lots of questions. He gave me just one-liners, but that's fine. You know, in everyday conversation, you don't have to give extended answers. And I think they felt that this was a more casual conversation, not really a conversation for exams. Okay. So. In a way I can understand why he did it, but keep this in mind in terms of the exam, you cannot give one-liners in this conversation. It was fine. But if he were in an exam situation, he would have to give more complete answers. Okay. So let's continue. what do you think about that, Sarah?
1: Well, I haven't done any economics yet, but uh, my brother really likes it as well. So I think it's, it can be interesting.
0: Oscar, it's funny you mentioned that about the future. Um, I want to ask you, like, do you have any plans for your future life?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I like to be in the future, uh, an actor because I like to, to express myself and be comedian and well, I like to enjoy and doing things.
0: That's wonderful. Do you have the same plan, Sarah, or do you have different uh. idea?
1: Um, since I was little, I really wanted to be a psychologist. I just really love the idea of can't help other people by um, knowing how they feel. And yeah, so I really like that. And I really want to be a psychologist so I can help other people.
0: That's wonderful. That's a, you know, that I am also a 1st psychologist. <laughs> yeah, actually, I. When I was around your age, I had three possible subjects. I wanted to be either an architect, a psychologist, or I wanted to be a historian, archaeologist.
1: Oh, uh, when I was in first grade, well, I uh, your seven, I wanted to be an archaeologist as well. But then I realized that it doesn't give you any money. Yeah.
0: Because my mother used to say the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, my brother sent it to me, so then uh, I just said, like, don't take on
0: 100%. Well, guys, thank you very much. Do you have any message for all the people listening now? Listen to the podcast of Frank, because he's the best teacher I ever had. At and subscribe. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. And this was the end of our conversation. I have to, first and foremost... You know, I would like to apologize for the quality of the recording, because the thing is that I did it with another computer I have. And in this case, for example, there was a lot of background noise. It was in the classroom. The voice had a lot of echo and the filters that I used, uh, they were automatic filters and in the final recording. So it was a mistake I made, but I think it's pretty clear. I think it's, it's still understandable. But in the end, by the end of the conversation, when Sarah spoke about her future plans, wanting to become a psychologist, that was a great answer. It was a fantastic way of expressing wishes for the future. She liked she had some lapses with uh, control of the grammar, but in, in, in her case, I mean, it was barely noticeable and Oscar as well gave a really good answer when he said he wanted to become an actor or a comedian. And I think he, he got the chops in English. When we say that he has what it takes, we can say, at least in American English, we can say he got the chops when you have the chops to do something. It means that you have what it takes. You have the skills, you know, to do something. So this is the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for joining me today. And if you're living in Spain, you're probably enjoying already the holidays, the Easter week and drive safe. Don't do anything reckless. Take the time to visit your city or if you're traveling to another city, you know, be safe. And if you're having a wonderful time with your family, you know, love them, tell them that you, that they're an important part of your life and you know, that's what this time is all about, regardless of your religious background or regardless of your beliefs. And this is a good time to, you know, reflect and think about what you're doing in life and if you're happy, you're satisfied with what you're doing, or if you really want to change something. I will be enjoying this week nicely. I will probably give a few workshops. So I think I have one plant with Ben, Ben Gill in the TTP Academy. Remember that all the information will be in the description of today's episode. If you want to be part of his Patreon page and you want to get his incredible feedback, his uh, expertise in exam preparation and mine as well, because I already gave the first workshop this Friday. And of course, I'm going to be doing, I think I'm going to be doing one more this week. I still have to finalize a few details with Ben. And yes, I mean, we're trying to organize so people don't get repeated information and we don't overstep on each other's workshops. So you're more than welcome to join the group and, you know, be part of this amazing growing community that Ben is building. Ben is an incredible teacher. I can't, I can't say it enough. And you will be making great decision if you. You know put your preparation in his hands of course i'm just collaborating i'm just putting my little you know grain of salt as a way of helping everyone around so thank you very much thank you for joining me this time and until next week bye bye